0: Imam wa atahu wa salatu wa ala the next section which was verses of the poem Stanzas 170 to 175 As we began with you yesterday Was mentioning the comprehensive treatment of the heart Means those things that would actually be a cure and a treatment For all of the diseases that he had mentioned so far And yesterday I reviewed with you most, many, almost all, of the diseases that he had covered up to this point in the poem. So the first master thing that we did yesterday was that you must stop one's nafs from its unlawful desires. And then Imam Maloud is going to mention some ways how a person may stop its nafs, deny its nafs from its desires. So the first thing he mentions is this means to give hunger to the nafs. Alhamdulillah, that's already happening now in the month of Ramadan and this happens in our deen through two ways. Number one, it happens through extra fasting whether on the sunnah days of Mondays and Thursdays 13th, 14th and 15th and if anybody wanted to adopt sunnah fasting in their life then the month of shawal is the best way to do that. For that very reason, Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recommended that we fast six days in shawal as a sunnah. A second way this is done is by eating less and eating less frequently. Eating less frequently and eating less. Less frequently means basically not all of you necessarily need to do this, especially those of you who are new. But less frequently in the classical teaching of Tuskegee and Saluk meant that you would eat at most twice a day without any snacks and pastries and savories and ice creams and junk food in between. Those of you who don't worry. are none. snack. We want to take this extra step. you eat twice a day at most. Now, Alhamdulillah, again, the easiest way to do this would be starting in Shawwal because in Ramadan these things are... This is another one of the barakas of Ramadan, by the way. that It makes all the year, the things we're supposed to be doing year-round, it gives us a boost to start those things. But that's going to be in Shawwal. The boost is Ramadan. To start these things is going to be in Shawwal. So that would be eat less frequently. Eat less means to stop eating. Nabi Karim, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from his sunnahs and adab of eating was to stop eating when you still feel a little bit hungry. To stop eating when you still feel a little bit hungry for a number of reasons. One is that if you overeat, the extra food goes to your nafs. And second, that slight hunger keeps the nafs in check that slight hunger pinches the nafs, squeezes the nafs, it chains, it's like a collar around the nafs. And when you eat to your full and in your indulgence, then if nothing else, you take the leash and the collar off the nafs. But the nafs is a beast. The nafs amara is like a beast. And when you take the leash and collar off that nafs al amara, then it can uh, easily become a ghalib on a person. So the first thing that Imam al-Mulud, Rehmallahu mentioned was this, right? And this is again the whole entire lesson of Ramadan. Biggest lesson of Ramadan. لَأَلَّكُمْ So that you may get taqwa through fasting. Why? Because hunger trims the nafs. Hunger tames the nafs. And it's trimming and taming the nafs that is called taqwa. Taqwa is nothing other than this. لَأَلَّكُمْ Taqwa is taming the nafs through fasting. That's the message of Ramadan. And that message is year-round. The farthest fast isn't year round, but that message is year round. Then the second thing he says is Sahar Layali. So Sahar from Sahur, and Layali is from layl. It means that to observe the late night worship, the worship of the late night or the early morning, the worship of the last third of the night, the worship of the last third of the night. That also disciplines the nafs. So this can be, this is actually for people like me and you a greater motivation. What does it mean? Pious people, salihin, they pray tahajjud for sawab or for kurb. Me and you have to try to pray tahajjud as a cure for the heart. As a cure for the diseases of the heart. Me and you have to pray tahajjud to tame the nafs. It's a bigger motivation. A lot of us don't realize that. We also think that the tahajjud for us is just some nafil salah. No doubt, it is I'm not changing its Hukime Shari. But we need to pray it for this reason, that if we wake up at the night, just the act of waking up, number one, because you're sacrificing your sleep. So that's the rut between what came before, your two primal needs. When you pinch your hunger and you pinch your sleep, that helps to tame the nafs. Trim and tame the nafs. When you pinch your hunger and when you pinch your sleep, So, one thing that happens when a person wakes up for salah is they're pinching their sleep. They're sacrificing their sleep. That itself helps a person to stop their nafs from its unlawful desires. And that's much greater for us. You see, greater than all the sawab, hasanat a person might get in praying tahajjud. If a person gets this from praying tahajjud that they stop their nafs from unlawful desires, that means hundred was a means of them abstaining from unlawful sin, haram. And to stay away from sin, that which is haram, is infinitely more greater in our deen than getting nawafil or hasanat or thawab So this is a different reason. Alright, now when the salik thinks like this, so again what is a salik? A salik is that person who is seeking the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. A salik is that person who is committed to their tazkiyah and islah, is serious about it. So, if they're serious about it, they're saying they're serious about stopping their nafs. So, that's why they should pray tajjah. Alright? It's a different way to view tajjah. And so, the first aspect I was telling you about the hundred trimming and taming the nafs was the pinching and sacrificing the sleep. The second aspect is the ibadah itself. Standing in ibadah, that mujahadatun nafs. So, to get out of bed, muhalafatun nafs. To stand in ibadah, mujahadatun nafs. To get out of bed, you have to stop your primal need and urge to sleep. And then to stand in worship in front of Allah, you have to push and exert yourself. So the other thing we learn is generally ibadat, the extra ibadat, extra acts of worship, also help us, make us strong in being able to stop our nafs from its desires. That's the real reason why. Mashaiq, they tell people to do some extra ibadat as part of their saluk. Yes, for a salih person, reason number one they do it is for ajr, thawab and kurb. But for a ghair salih person, the reason number one they do it is for tazkiyatun nafs. Is it helps them stop their nafs. Alright? So then what does it mean? Now if you skip something, don't just think that I missed the reward. You did miss the reward. But I also missed the taming of the nafs that would have taken place had I done those nafil ibadat nafil amal. and when you miss the taming of the nafs and you don't trim the nafs and you don't discipline the nafs and you don't contain the nafs then you will have to live that 24 hours or that next few days with the nafs and then that's that's a harder battle people don't realize it's an easier battle to sacrifice your hunger and sacrifice your sleep and stand in ibadah it's a harder battle to have the untamed, untrimmed, you need full force, full strength, nafs amara and try to stop it from making good That's a more difficult thing to do. Manahan-nafsa al is more difficult that way. So Allah Ta'ala in our deen put things to make it easier for us to control the nafs by weakening the nafs. And when we don't weaken the nafs and try to control it, it's harder to do. And when it's harder to do, we, we fail. That's, that's what it means. I'm not saying it's harder to do, just it's hard. It means that we fail. Like you know, you take a hard class, you get an F. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. That's the way it is. It's harder to do. So then we sin. And then when we sin, then it gets even harder. Then you're just ending up in a downward spiral. And then Allah Ta'ala sends something big like Ramadan to take us out of that. Allah Ta'ala can take us on Umrah Hajj to take us out of that. Hmm? Did you need something big to take you out of that downward spiral. So the first thing was to enjoy hunger. The second was to make ibadah in that last third of the night. Now again, Ramadan makes it easier. Ramadan gave us a boost. We are people who are waking up at that time. Whether for the sake of eating or ibadah than eating. So the easiest chance we have to continue this is shawab. Is right after Ramadan. Is right after Ramadan. Right, Third. Third was samt. Sumt literally means to be quiet. Silence. Was samt. Silence. That doesn't mean absolutely silent. But it means it basically talk less. Now why? Now this is something new. How does this relate to the nafs? When our tongue is loose and you talk too much one danger is and you may end up exaggeration, you may end up in slight embellishment, you may end up in slight lying, you may end up in some backbiting and if you talk loosely and freely and you don't restrain your tongue and be silent you will also forget the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because unless you're talking about deen unless you're doing nasiha it means you're talking about dunya it might be halal dunya, 100% halal dunya but it's dunya, it's ghairullah it's ghairullah Conversation, news analysis, discussions, finance, property, cars, whatever it might be, weather, it's all halal. These are all halal things to talk about, right? But the more and more you talk about them, the more you will forget Allah. The more you forget Allah, the harder it is to stop the nafs. So again, so it means that the person's on this mission. I've got to stop my nafs from taking me to sin, so I better be more quiet. And you can try it, you experience these things. You will see that if a person does these these three things, that they eat less and less frequently, they rise in the last few of the night for worship, and they talk less, you will see yourself, you will experience, that will give you the yakeen that yes, it's now easier for me to stop my nafs from its desires. It's easier for me not to act on those desires if I have them. It's easier for me to try to ignore those desires. I don't say that my nafs became ghalib by overwhelming anger, overpowering lust. That doesn't happen to me anymore. Because I do these three things. You'll experience yourself, like they you say, the proof is in the pudding, All of these things are there in Sharia. Silence I can establish here in Nabiakarim. From the excellence and virtue and nobility of a person's deen, is they leave talk, they leave, they abstain from that which does not concern them. So that includes mm-hmm. idle speech. on the ground that the believers they turn away iraz, they avert themselves and turn away from love, from and that includes, amongst many things, futile talk, pointless speech. Now uh, وَالْفِكْرَةُ well, Huwa khalin. Khal means he's in khalwa. Fikra means to reflect and ponder upon Allah subhanahu wa Taala. so for those of us who practice the zikr called marakabah, this would be one way that we do it it can also just be sitting in the musalla in the corner of you making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. it means halwa. that you sometimes you need to seclude reclude, seclude yourself from creation Find a corner in the masjid, find a corner in your room, find a corner in your house. Get that feeling and and, and also a state of mind. Free your mind from all the thoughts. Free your heart from all the feelings. Just try to forget all ghirullah, forget all dunya and turn to Allah. But the interesting word he used was fikr. Fikr just means in reflection. Tafakkur. To reflect upon Allah Ta'ala, to contemplate upon Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, to deeply remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. To deeply remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So, these were four things that he mentioned. Hunger, worship in the last third of the night, silent, being more quiet, speaking less and having some Personal, private moments of reflection, introspection, contemplation, fikr tafakkur about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is something that again a person, that can be included in the last third of the night. That can be during any time of the day. That can be any time you go to the masjid. For example, any time a person goes to the masjid to pray salah. If you go there for a few moments before, or you sit a few moments after, and you sit in this fikr. The salah in the masjid itself is enough for khalwa. It's enough of a withdrawal. That's one barakah of the masjid. Just entering the masjid is also an act of exiting from the dunya. Because the masajid are bayutullah, they're the homes, also of wa ta'ala. So when you enter the masjid, you exit the dunya. Nobody calls inside the masjid dunya. We don't call that dunya. This is another, you know, like in, in, in diplomacy, when you walk in the embassy of a country, they say you've entered, uh, definitely the United States is like that, right? They say you've entered U.S. soil when you enter their embassy. <laughs> Pakistani soil. <you> know? <laughs> Pakistani soil. They say you entered U.S. soil because that's what it means. That's the feeling. So the masjid is like that. The masjid is like that. You've entered Allah Ta'ala's soil. You've entered the home of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's enough to get this halwa. <laughs> so maybe if you say I can't do it in my home No problem, use the masjid for this Yes, for saliheen muttaqeen Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, said that You just pray further in the masjid and go home And pray the sunnas and do your ibadat at home For some of us when we go home You might not feel that So if you don't You have to get the feeling for Allah SWT. If you say, in immediate sense, you get in the masjid, you get in the masjid, but then you have to do some fikr concern to create that mahal in your home, right? And sometimes you will have to uh, make about that in the home to create that environment. Then, Imam uh, al-Mulud, after mentioning the four things a person can do individually on the basis of their own effort and exertion, then he mentions Suhbatul akhyaar ahl Man yubtada bihalihim man It means that you should keep the company of the people of Khair. Akhyaar is the people of Khair, People who are good. People of virtue, people of deen, people of ilm, people of zikr, people of sunnah, people of Khidma people of Dawah, all of these things. All of these are attributes of Deen, these are all Khair. So the more you keep the company with people like that, uh, the more you will be able to stop your Nafs from its sins. So these are the people who are the people of Truth, and these are the people who, let's say they have Khidmat in them, you need to learn from their Khidmat, they have Ilm in them, you need to learn from their Ilm, they have Dawah in them, you have to learn from their Dawah, they have sunnah in them, you have to learn from their sunnah. So they are people who have things that you can draw upon, that you can learn from, that you can derive upon them. And nutt means they have say things, there are certain statements they make, there are teachings of theirs, that when you sit with them and hear their verbal teachings, their verbal teachings will help you in this project of stopping one's nafs from following its desires so this was four things for oneself one thing that we can get from the ummah and then the ultimate thing ilayhi umur yani allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. to have iltija to turn in yearning longing begging seeking to that being to whom all matters and affairs ultimately revert yani allah wa ta'ala. because a person what does it mean there's a very subtle thing here Because you would think that why didn't they put it first. You know sometimes people under the akal. So the Allah part should have been first. And the other should have been second. And the individual thing should have been third. The reason they put it last. Was because it may happen. That you do all of the four things. You have some hunger. You have some night worship. You have some uh, silence. And uh, you have some contemplation. Tafakkur and khalwa. And you might even keep company of Ahlul Dawah, Ahlul Ilm, ahli Zikr, al Khidmah, etc. But still, still you might find this in you that sometimes your nafs still gets the better of you. So then this is why I put it that ultimately, first and foremost, yes, but also ultimately, penultimately, Allah tells the first and the last and the final resort and throughout the resort. But then sometimes in the person, this is where if none of the above works completely, or whenever the above fail, you have to iltija, You simply have to throw yourself and beg to Allah Subhanahu. That's iltija. You just have to present your weakness and failure, and just outright beg to Allah Subhanahu, because ultimately all matters and affairs return to Him. Means everything is ultimately determined by Him. It's up to Allah Subhanahu. It's His, so it's not our effort. It can't even entirely be the sohbah of someone. Ultimately, we will be able to stop our nafs if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows. Allah ta'ala decrees. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts. So these, now, so in total, then, there were six things. Imam al al r.a. mentions that these six things are, together, what he calls the most beneficial treatment for curing and treating all the illnesses and ailments Spiritual illnesses and ailments of the heart that have been mentioned up till now All right, then he mentions a beautiful aspect about this Iltijah that uh, a person should be uh, They should turn to Allah in such a state of now you can say of desperation Just like the person who is drowning if while they were drowning, what type of du'a would come from their heart and tongue? That's the type of du'a you have to make to beg Allah Ta'ala to rescue from your nafs. What about the person who's wandering lost in the desert and basically they feel that soon it's gonna be they're gonna die because they just can't find water, they can't find their way. What type of du'a would come from their heart? That type of du'a, that level of desperation and plea and want to Allah subhanahu to come. In order for the du'a to work to help a person uh, stop their nafs from uh, from its sins. Why? Because when you make a du'a like that, then you will know that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Layal riyatha min siwal muhamin. So ghiyath. Remember this ghost some people like to say, no, ghos. huh? I'd say Allah taala rhos al azam. Nay Allah does not see any riyadh, no saviour. He sees no saviour save al-muhimmin. It's one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sees no saviour except the caretaker al-muhimmin al-azim. Uh, al-muhimmin al-azim al-qadr. That, that being who is the caretaker and of tremendous might and decree, And fuhu'al-mujibu da'wat al that he, Allah Ta'ala is that being who answers the cry mustar, mustar means the person who is in tarab بِجِن Allah Ta'ala answers the cries of the distressed answers the cries of the distressed so here distress would be that ultimately if a person's efforts and company fails and they still lead to sin they have to turn to Allah Subh'ala Ta'ala in that state of iltija, in that state of being distressed. And again, Ramadan is another perfect time for that. Mm-hmm. And in especially in the odd nights of the last 10 nights, this is what a person is supposed to be doing. And we should feel like that. Like I'm drowning or I'm astray or I'm lost. The 20 days of Ramadan passed, I did the fasting, I did the taraweeh. but still I'm still feeling this nafs inside me. So now I'm getting worried. I'm going to I may have done many of these things, I did the hunger, I did the night worship, I, I was more quiet, I had a lot of reflection, I did Ibadah, I kept Sohbah. So now then the person moves towards Iltija. Hmm? And it's ultimately a person's Iltija that takes them out. And you know this is the most necessary ingredient. If you have, maybe a person didn't have the hunger, it could still happen. Maybe a person didn't have the last their night worship, it might still happen. Maybe person wasn't that silent. It might still happen. Maybe they didn't do so much fikr, maraqabah, contemplation. It might still happen. Maybe they didn't have so much suhbah, It might still happen. But if they don't have this iltija, if they don't have this begging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That we can stop our nafs and control our nafs and be sin free and stay away from unlawful desires. It won't happen without the iltija. So this is one great, great, Allah, nobody can say what's the greatest barakah of Ramadan, but one of the great barakat of Ramadan is it puts this feeling of iltija on a person. It That feeling should have been there when we were sinning, right? So this is strange, there's two types of iltija that come in a person. One is when a person's sinning. sinning. So that should have happened, that I'm drowning, I'm doing sin, I'm committing sin. So, a person should have turned in complete distress and desperation to Allah that look at my condition, I'm actually doing sin. What's the matter with me? But a lot of us, we don't. For some reason, when we end up in sin, we just slip and slide deeper. And we have this strange way of sinning in a remorseless, unrepentant, unaccepting way. A second type of iltija is the one that's more hinted here. The person isn't really drowning in sin at that moment, but they're trying, trying to get better. They're trying and they're stumbling, or they're trying and they find themselves weak, or they're trying and they find themselves failing. So this is a different iltija, like they're crawling to Allah and they're trying to get up, and they're trying to get up from their nafs, and they can't do it. So they turn to Allah Subhanahu. Now both types of iltija is what happens to a person in Ramadan. And both types of iltija is the real maqsud and maqsud of these Nights of the... Even all of the nights of Ramadan and all of the last ten nights but especially inshallah ta'ala, the coming odd nights of the last ten days of Ramadan. But this is a good way we can now think that we want to make it nights of the tija and we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa grant us these attributes the other attributes that were mentioned and all of anything. Really a person who's sick what do you do when you go to the doctor you just anything that can cure me. Anything. Any method, any injection, any medicine, as long as I just get cured. That's our situation with Allah. Allah, you want to cure me through Adhan? You want to cure me through Quran? You want to cure me through fasting? You want to cure me through Salah? You want to cure me through Zikr? You want to cure me through Dawa? You want to cure me through Khidmah? I just want to be cured. I just want to be yours. I just want to be non-sinning believer. I just want to be solid with the key once and for all. This is the way we have to feel and this is the way we have to talk to Allah ta'ala. And it's that feeling that can make Allah's mercy come. It's not the actions. What actions can we do, right? How much of all of the above could we do? How much? How much Qur'an could we read compared to how many sins have we done? Hmm? How much is can we read compared to how many sins have we done? How much salawat, durashif can we read compared to how, how much sins have we done? But this feeling, when a person really, truly, sincerely has that feeling of iltija to Allah Subhanahu, but that feeling then, Akbar, that attracts Allah's mercy, that you can say ignites and Allah's Rahmat josh miyati, Allah Taala ki Rahmat maghfirat idaaye ke kisi josh miyati, ab jab apne josh wale rahmat kinner kisi ko le le, uska kaam ban jata hai, uska kaam ban jata hai, uska nafs की की only allah has that might and power to annihilate and eliminate this nafs in us but we will try keep trying keep struggling Keep trying these different ibadat, a'mal, so that Allah ta'ala selects and chooses from his mercy to annihilate our nafs once and for all. We make know that Allah make this month and make these last few night, nights and days and make all of the rest of our life in a way that is sin-free. Wa <laughs> akhir Allah is محمد the now, Muhammad, and Muhammad and we are in the now, and we are in the now, and we are in فرما برے جذبات سے محفوظ فرما، برے شہوات سے محفوظ فرما، برے خائشات سے محفوظ فرما، سستی حفظت سے محفوظ فرما۔ جنبی کریم بہت نمبی فیرس بیماریاں لے کر آئے ہیں، جنبی کریم بہت نلتی پڑھ چکے ہیں۔ آپ کی رحمت کی امید ہے، آپ کی مقفل کی امید ہے، آپ کی ہدایت کے صدقے، آپ کریمی کے صدقے۔ یا ربی کریم ہمیں معافر مانی جے ہمارے نفس امارا کو ختم کر لیجے آپ نے ہمیں حکم دیا دہن نفس ادن الہوہ یا हम کریم ہم کمزور ہیں کوشش کرتے ہیں یا ربی کریم یہ نفس ہم سے باز نہیں آتا آپ مربانے کر لیجے آپ ہمارے اس کام کو آسان کر لیجے ہمارے نفس کو یا رب نفس مطمئنہ بنا जो भी مینط درکار ہے جو بھی مینط مقصود ہے وہ تمام طرف مینط ہم سے बेकरीम उस ورمن के کریم जो مینط کے اندر جو اخلاص ہے اور جو ایک غم ہے یارم بی کریم اس اخلاص اور غم کی طفیق کا درد نصیب فرماؤا دل کا غم اِرد گرد دیکھتے ہیں سب ایک ہی مرض میں مقتلع ہیں آپ مربانے کر لیجئے سب پر مربانے کر لیجئے پورے امت کو یا رم نفس نجات اتا فرما پورے امت کو یا شیطانی شہوانی, شہوانی شہوات سے نجات اتا فرما یا ربی کریم مربانے فرما دیجئے ہمیں واپس والی امت بنا ذکر والی امت بنا ہدایت والی امت Apni اپنی رحمت مغفرت ہدایت کے صدقے یا ربی کریم ہمارا تذکیہ فرما ہمارا دل کی اصلاح فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں بھی نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی عذاب عذاب کھانے सुबह की सुबह की फजर की नमाज़ में सेव फरमाओ, दिन में दिन के ज़ोर असर की नमाज़ में सेव फरमाओ, शाम की मकरब इश्क़ की नमाज़ में सेव फरमाओ, یا ربی کریم ہمیں دنیا سے خاموش ہے نصیب فرما مخلوق دنیا سے تھوڑا پیچھے ہٹ کر آپ کی یاد میں آپ کی عبادت میں آپ کی دین کی خدمت میں آپ کی دین کی دعوت میں یا ربی کریم یہی چیز ہمیں عطا فرما یا ربی کریم خلوت کی عبادت نصیب فرما خلوت کی مراجات نصیب فرما خلوت کی التجاہ نصیب فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں مساجد میں بھی خلوت فرما اپنے گھروں میں بھی خلوت والے فرما ہر ہر جگہ پر یا ربی کریم ہمارے دل فرما ہمارے دل میں اپنی فرما یا اللہ یا, یا اللہ تمام اہل اللَّهِ مشایق تعلیمات سے فائدہ میں نصیب فرما ان کی تعلیمات پڑھنے سے سننے سے سیکھنے سکھانے سے ان کے ذریعے سے عمل نصیب فرما اس عمل کو مقبول فرما اس عمل سے حال حالت صالح پہدہ فرما یا ربی کریم اپنی خاص مہربانی خاص رحمت آپ تو المحیمن ذات ہیں آپ تو العظیم ذات ہیں آپ تو ذات ہیں آپ یا رب کریم ہماری یا رب کریم مدد فرما نصفت فرما ہدایت فرما ہمیں دین پر چندے والے بنا دین پر مضبوط بنا ہمارے سینے میں گرم دینداری نصیب فرما اسی دینداری میں یا رب ہمیں قیامت کے دن اٹھا اور اسی دینداری کے نسبت سے یا رب دیندار لوگوں نبین صدقین شہدہ صالحین کے جنت میں ساتھ نصیب فرما رَبَّنَا تَكَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ وَتُمْبُوا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَسَنَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَلَىٰ حَبِبِهِ سَيْتَنَا مُحَمَّدُ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتَكَ يَا رَحْمَ الْرَحِمِ